Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com pellets.com to buy your pellets right now also by the chops power injector forget about using one needle to inject your meats the chops power injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure you can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com that's b-a-r-b-e-q-u-e kansascity.com and by the sam's club national barbecue tour you can visit kcbs.us slash sam's tour for results to register your team or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. Give me a beat. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Banner Chuck, host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV, the number one wine show on the internet. And this is BBQ Center. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in on the show tonight? More than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com if you're so inclined. Otherwise, you can just lay out and enjoy the show and the entertainment value that it is spawned and hoped to be. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com centralshow.com and here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 13 minutes from now it's the third tuesday of the month we are almost as quickly as we were in 
to October. We are almost now out of October. The third Tuesday of the month, recurring guest, a barbecue Hall of Famer last year, multiple-time cookbook author, TV show host, cooking class instructor, you name it. He's here every third Tuesday of the month, Stephen Reichlin. At 9.35, he is a friend of the show. He is a competitive barbecue cook, and he's venturing to the land of barbecue contest promotion. Pitmaster of Owl's Nest Barbecue, Steve Ray of Midnight Oil will be joining us. Ottawa, Tennessee. And that'll take care of the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour. I didn't know if you were aware or not, but the... 28th annual Jack Daniels Barbecue World Championship Cook-Off will be taking place this weekend in Lynchburg, Tennessee, helping me get the preview. And I couldn't be more excited about this than I am right now, except when we actually have the interview segment, which will be in about an hour and 12 minutes from now. The pit master of the basic barbecue team and the pit master of Lake House Barbecue Team, and perhaps more importantly than that, both, first and foremost, at least in my eyes, two of the most loyal Centralites ever on the face of the earth, Diane Mee and Patrick Paquette, join me. We will be looking ahead to this weekend's competition down in Lynchburg, Tennessee. We're going to talk about how they qualified for the jack we're going to talk about how many times either of them have or have not been to the jack we'll talk about the mystique we'll talk about who's driving further a contest in itself although i have to imagine diane me has this one sewn up but you have patrick paquette coming from the uh, the great new england part of the country and then you have diane me coming from washington state <sighs> Both seismic and gargantuan in their mileage to get down to Lynchburg. And since Americans are very poor at the map locations, I'm going to go out and venture to say that even though Patrick is way up north, Diane has to have it in the bag here on mileage. But we'll make sure that we have all of those hot topics covered at 1014. And then at 1035, have you had trouble... Trimming your brisket fat. Have you? Your knife skills aren't up to par. You don't have sharp knives. Barbecue people inherently gadget-like. You know we love the gadgets. This might be right up your alley. If you've had time, trouble, and air trimming the brisket fat, you might want to stay tuned for 1035 because we have a guy who has invented a product called Quick Trim to help you trim your brisket fat right off the brisket. Robert Wheeler. And after I make formal introductions at the 1035 segment, we'll refer to him as Wheels. That's his nickname. If you want to get an advanced look before we hit up 1035, Q-W-I-C-K, Quick. It's a tricky way of spelling it incorrectly. Q-W-I-C-K, quicktrim.com. If you're looking for a way to trim that brisket fat, this might be your ticket. As a matter of fact, it looks like this here, right? little shoehorn. Got a little uh, knife piece here. Bite in. Smooth it out. Pull back, right? It's a quick trim. Ever seen it? 
you're going to see it at 1035 if you haven't before. So that's what's happening. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Your two bits of contact information, and that's what's happening on the show this evening. Don't forget, first and foremost, if you're finding the show for the first time, welcome in. Please share these links to everybody else you know that's down with the live fire cooking experience. TheBBQCentralShow.com gets you the audio link to the show live plus replays during off hours. You can also go to the longtime video syndication partner of the show, Outdoor Cooking Channel, which is OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch dash now. They get you right to the live feed. Also, Outdoor Cooking Channel has the Outdoor Cooking Channel app and a number of IPTV platforms like Roku and so forth. So... If you have one of those, if you've dumped cable or cut cable or whatever the new buzz slogan is right now for all that crap, go to your app store on your particular IPTV platform, search for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If you have it, download it directly. You have access to the live stream. Plus, better than that, you have access to the whole archives of not only this show, but all the other shows on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. All right, first and foremost, as we get into the housekeeping here before we get into the first break, might I say, from the bottom of my heart, because it's got to be love if you're doing this uh, for like the last nine, ten years on a Tuesday from 9 to 11. Today, if you follow me on Facebook, you're already aware of this, marks the 19th, 19th wedding anniversary. Me and my wife right 19 years so to celebrate i said hey 19 years i'm gonna do a show tonight (laughs) central lights first and foremost everything else second right it's a bad way to live take it from me a bad way to live nevertheless uh 19 years I believe uh, once you get to like 19 years of marriage, most people are already halfway through their second marriage, right? 19 years. 15 and 20 years ago, a marriage ago, that was like the norm, I think. Maybe it wasn't. But man, you talk about it now, 19 years just seems like so against the odds to be married to the same... And this isn't like my second marriage. This is the lady I fell in love with in college. And we've struggled through it, made it through it, laughed through it, cried through it, fought through it. All the stuff that comes along instead of just saying, ah, fuck it. Let's divorce out and see what happens. No. We're here for the long haul, man. It's a commitment. Who else is going to love this face? It's tough. I get it. Believe me, I look at it every day in the mirror. Let me grab this here. Last minute. I don't know if you're familiar. Remember, the product that has been owning the market until very recently, and I guess technically it's not opened up yet. I mean, there's been a number of different options that have come and gone. But the Maverick ET73, that's how I came up with it. It's probably a different model now. was the only remote wireless option. Now you have the uh, Thermoworks smoke okay this is the newest the latest the greatest wireless remote 300 foot range and dual channel i might add 
And it comes with a high-temp cooking probe, a a high-temp air probe and great clip, and you can also get replacement. I think it's like you can – this is the uh, receiver here. This is the transmitter. This is the receiver. You can get up to like 15 or 20 of these and pair them all to this base. So if you have a large cooking team or everybody wants to watch the temperature go up, you can do that. I haven't broken into it. Just got it um, the other day. Uh, Yesterday. Oh, hello. Just got it yesterday. So more to come on that. 100 bucks. So a little bit more expensive to the tune of, I think it's 30 bucks or so, 40 bucks than the uh, Maverick. But hey, we're going to follow through with it. I'll keep you updated. Thanks to the folks at ThermoWorks for sending me one. All right, let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker, folks. That's right. The pit barrel cooker. Making cooking simple and fun. And it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that will be able to turn out great traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulder, and ribs, while also being able to ramp up in temperature to do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility is thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food right in the center of the meat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie, if you will. The result, great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. Not only built to withstand the heat thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to stand up to any type of weather. It's extremely portable. It fits in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are. And, of course, all barbecue folks love accessories. And the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to unique removable ash pans, the pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, There's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel experience. And the best part, for $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, and it ships for free right to your door. Here's a new note. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns, so few, everything they sell, everything they sell, rubs, the pit grips, all that stuff, and the cooker, Ships free to the lower 48 continental state each and every day. No promo code, no special gimmick, none of that. How about that? Don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com called the Pit Barrel Cooker a simple and affordable smoker. Nothing else like it on the market. Also, they've given it the top 10 rating in their gold division not once, not twice, three years in a row. It's the highest rating they give, by the way. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. See what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos shot in high def. Then pick up one or two or seven for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, contact them through the website or call them. 502-228-1222. 502-228-1222 or pitbarrelcooker.com. They actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. It's the Pit Barrel Cooker. Stephen Reichland likes the pit barrel cooker as well. He's coming up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by the Green Mountain Grills. That's right, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Something medium size, they got you covered there too. How about something to take on tailgates? We're head deep in tailgate season right now. They got you covered there as well. Also, they can give you pellets to fire those cookers. How about that? Doesn't get any better. You can check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You can love yours as well if you just visit the website. All right, my first guest is seen here every third Tuesday of the month. A 2015 Barbecue Hall of Fame inductee, a TV show host, a barbecue cooking class instructor, a multiple-time author. Let's welcome back the third Tuesday of the month recurring guest, Stephen Reichland, joining me here on the show. Steven, how are you? I knew it. I knew it. Is this not the right one? Now I got to go check. Steven. Man, he's nowhere. All right. Well, I'm sure he'll pick it up here in a second. Let me get his screen back up. Try it again. You can tell on Skype if the little dot on the far right isn't a solid green. People are either hiding or they're not available or whatever. He never takes this long. So, we'll just vamp it out. We'll see what's happening. Let me talk to you quickly about the uh, the smoke again. A couple uh, fun facts here. I'm not going to leave a message. No way. All right, it's got a continuous display of maximum and minimum temperatures. Remind you of your start temp, the peak temp during resting, or a high temp that was reached when you were away. You can uh, set alarms. You have turn alarm functions on or off for a particular channel, whether it's the cooking or the internal temperature. The receiver display updates every 15 seconds with live temperatures from both channels, the re, uh, the pit and the meat. Also shows the current low and high alarm settings and if the alarm is on or off. Of course, it does have the, uh, the nice little clip to put the air temperature probe in there. Four alarm settings up to 90 decibels. So if you are going to use this at a contest and perhaps you've Tipped one too many back on a Friday night before the big meets go on and you, I don't know, pass out. 90 decibels, pretty loud. I know on my Peterbilt trucks, when you order the backup alarm, the highest you can get is 107 decibels. So 90 is pretty loud for a wireless remote thermometer. There was something else about this. Let me get into the the new smoke uses radio frequency that's it so what has been the the hot button topic recently you either get on wi-fi and you're doing it that way or uh, like iGrill and some of these other ones it's bluetooth technology they've thrown that stuff out the window gone radio frequency as a wireless technology which is more robust than bluetooth and sends the signal up to 300 feet I think Bluetooth is very easy to pair and connect, but when you go ahead and start measuring out how far you can get with radio frequency versus Bluetooth, 
Uh, I don't think you'll get any static or blowback from people that say, the thing I hate the most about Bluetooth is you really can't get too far away from anything. 50 feet, 100 feet, that's, I mean, you're pretty much it, especially if you got a wall or a tree or human beings in your way. You don't have a direct line of sight to the thing that you're connected to. You got a problem. Uh, you can pair as many receivers with a single meter as you like for barbecue competitions. How about that? So you're currently accepting pre-orders. Uh, this is going to be available October 21st. Those are going to be the live order availability. That's when they're going to be shippable. So three days from now, how about that? Smoke will be a very big holiday seller, according to Travis Jacobson, the influence marketing director. That's why I got one, because, you know, I bring influence. Uh-oh. I love that I accept influence. Love it. So I'm going to be testing this. Um, You know, I'm not going to be testing it before they're available, like, for regular sale. But as I said before, I think the long-running standard of the the radio frequency transmission thermometers has been that uh, Maverick. And for very good reason, right? It's been solid. It's been well-performing. I think the only bitches that you've ever heard is either the probe isn't long enough or in the beginning it wasn't able to withstand a tremendous amount of heat. Although if you're doing barbecue temperatures, you shouldn't really need anything that can withstand anything over 350 degrees anyway. But as we've evolved as a barbecue cooking public, hot and fast has become more and more popular and... When you get hot and fast, you're cooking into that 400, 425, potentially 450-degree range, which a lot of people would say is grilling anyway. So you need something that's going to be able to hold up to that. Plus, you know, if if it's good for one thing, we no matter how much we read that it's not that way, we want to be able to put that temperature probe, even if it can only withstand 350 degrees heat, we want to buy a really fat steak, What kind of a steak? Fat steak. Thick steak. And then stick that now kind of medium temperature thermometer in there and hope that we don't kill it while we're hot and fast grilling. Inevitably, you kill it, and you knew you were going to kill it, but you threw caution to the wind anyway. Now you got to go buy a different probe. But, you know, by that time, once you really figured it out, when it says this, that's really what it means, like following the rules. They made high-temperature probes. But I think by and, uh, by and large, you're looking at about a $30 price difference between whatever the comparable Maverick radio frequency transmission wireless thermometer is. That's what I grew up on. The ET-73 was like cut-the-teeth wireless uh, thermometer for my Weber Smoky Mountain. I used to hook that thing right on the Smoky Mountain when I was starting my overnight cooks. I'd take the receiver back into my bedroom, set the alarms, knock it out. Now, as I became a little bit more efficient at fire management and I knew how the cooker was going to react, I relied a little lot, a lot less on those type of thermometers because I didn't really care 
how it was ramping up in temperature, as long as the temperature was holding steady or it wasn't going down, and more importantly than the inter- uh, internal temperature of the meat, because if you're just a beginner right now, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. I'm very ecstatic that you found it and you're watching it live. I hope you're watching it live. What the f- Oh, right. Um, and as you become more accustomed to how your pit cooks... And when you've cooked pork but 20 and 30 and 80 times, you're going to have a general idea that you can eyeball it at hour 5 and hour 8 and kind of know where you're at in the cook. So I really am more of a fan of these type of thermometers. If you don't have a really trustworthy thermometer in your cooker to give you a pit temperature. And if it's one thing I know, a lot of those dome temperature thermometers on any kind of cooker are straight up crap. Uh Wrong sound effect. Terrible. They're straight up crap. They could be off 15, 20 degrees on either side. And then what? You're either cooking way hotter and you're going to be done way quicker and you might be over caramelizing your product or you're cooking way under and you're not getting up to the levels that you're hoping to to hit your marks for turn in or to meet your catering time or to serve dinner on time or whatever. So if you can ever remove a thermometer out of your pit and then dump it in water, I mean, don't dump it in, right? But take, stick the ten, uh, the stem in boiling water and figure out where it is. Remember, boiling water is 212 degrees. That's how you want to make sure that your thermometer is accurate. And then if you're off, if you're high or low, at least you know what kind of an adjustment to make on your thermometer. Likewise, or in a difference, you can put ice water or make an ice water bath. Uh, That should be 32 degrees on your thermometer. And then if it's uh, above or below, I think it's much easier to create boiling water and know where that measurement should be at 212 than it is for the cold water situation, uh, unless there's a much easier way that I don't know about when it comes to the cold water bath temperature check thing. Uh, Of course, the other thing that is always of benefit to do, especially on a new cooker as you're breaking it in, is to spread out a bunch of biscuits across the grate, and then you can see where any hot spots spots might be initially. And then as it breaks in, that's the other thing. New cookers seem to cook hotter initially just because there isn't all what I call the character buildup on the inside of the cooker. I remember my first Weber Smoky Mountain Cooked a little bit hotter. I had to make certain vent adjustments to keep that fire and temperature down. And then as the years wore on and the character build up into the body of the Weber Smoky Mountain, I could have the top vent open all the way, and I could have the bottom vents open pretty much all the way, all three, mind you, and throw on you know two, three pork butts or four slabs of ribs or whatever. And I knew where that temperature thing, and that one didn't, I don't even know if they still do on the 18 and a half, but I had originally had an 18 and a half Weber Smoky Mountain. No temperature dial on that thing at all. And of course, the big thing when I was getting into it was buying a Teltrue thermometer, like a dial thermometer, and drilling with a unibit into the back opposite side of the vent on the lid. I was like, holy moly, no! 
If I told the guy from the perfect draft last week that I was literally pooping in my pants because of the directions for mounting his pit draft system said, drill a three-eighths inch hole through your firebox, I was like, what? I emailed him and I was like, hey, Steve, I'm reading these directions. It says I should be drilling holes into my pit. What? I can't test this. I will, I will never do that. Now, luckily, he said, eh, you know, don't worry about it. The magnets are going to be good enough to hold it on, this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, back, so that that's back 10, 12 years ago. The Unibit was out. People were drilling down, dropping Tell True thermometers into the opposite side of the exhaust vent on the Weber Smoky Mountains. It was all the rage. A lot of barbecue accessory makers were selling those Tell Trues and making a killing. Or it was Maverick ET-73. So, you know, this is highly unlike Stephen Reichland to miss an interview. I don't remember the last time he totally uh, duffed out. I got to go right to my phone here and make sure I'm not missing a text message. Usually he'll call me. We did communicate via email and set up uh, some talking outlines that I had. I was hoping that he would be open to. Yeah, weird. Maybe he's in transit from Martha's Vineyard to Miami. Could be. Very, very realistic. So anyway, tying up the long story, 10, 12 years ago, it, you know, the remote thermometer of choice, it was not Bluetooth, was not Wi-Fi, none of that stuff yet. And once again, it's amazing how technology has advanced even over a handful of years. You heard about Bluetooth in 2006 and 2007, but you didn't really know too much about it. And it was kind of like this technology that it's a kind of available, but I don't really know if it's going to take off. And what are you really going to do with it anyway? Now it's just all over the place, completely pervasive. It's in all vehicles. It's on all phones. It's on all computers. It's on all tablets. You name it, technology-wise, it's got a Bluetooth option on it. There's, it's just the way it is. It's become, it's grown that far in a 10-year span where it's now commonplace. 10 years before, it was like talking about podcasting almost. I mean, by and large, the general public has heard of the term podcast. 10 years ago, not so much. Remember, the person that had the most popular podcast ever when I first got into it, as a matter of fact, if anybody's listening, by the way, and you're a podcast nerd like me, do you know who had the most popular pod? And it's not Adam Carolla, okay? We'll get that right out off the bat. You give me the name of the person who had the most popular podcast when podcasts were initially coming out. He was the man. He was also the man in a previous life and kind of resurrected himself with this podcast. If you can give me the name of that person, I will give you I will send you a prize. 
Is anything even working here in the chat room? Are people just listening to me suffering? Somebody type something so I know that the uh, chat room is working. And then make a guess. You could win some highly succulent sauce. But this guy who shall remain nameless until somebody guesses him correctly had a dynamic pod, but like nobody ever heard of pod. Now I think it's pretty much commonplace. So same thing here with the Bluetooth. But back in the day, man, it was Maverick ET73. It was radio frequency control. And you could get out some serious distance. And that was always like the big knock was, well, if I put two and three walls in between this thing, I might lose a... I just did a superior rant. Hey, all right, everybody's here. Hey, everybody's here. No, not Paul Harvey, Steve. Good try. I just did a, a, a what I feel to be a fabulous rant for Meathead's weekly podcast that I do for him each Thursday. And by the way, uh, shameless self-promotion, AmazingRibs.com does have a, uh, I think it's like 24 or 25 bucks a year for inclusion into their pit club membership and you get a forum and access to all this other stuff and a a non-ad browsing experience. You know, who cares about that? You get a weekly podcast with me called the Pitcast. And if you recall me doing the barbecue roundup like three or four times, it was that pre-recorded thing that I was doing. Uh, You know, Meathead and I colluded into him paying me to do that just exclusively for his site. So it worked out for me. But I was talking about how, while technology is great, uh, Sally, not Mark Marin, even older than that, remember, like 2005, 2006, he was famous once, he became famous again with the podcast. And I said, hey, you know, technology is great. We love technology. We have to evolve. We have to change with changes. Otherwise, you become stagnant and you die eventually, you know. Whether it is literally or figuratively, you know, you just kind of die on the vine, all right? So what I thought technology is taking away from, and you see it more and more, the pellet cookers are out, the uh, the pit cast control, oh my, you kn- I knew John Dawson was going to get it. He's right, Adam Curry, the original podcast master, the Adam Curry podcast, how unique in name. John is right. Famed MTV DJ Adam Curry faded off into obscurity like the rest of those people did. Martha Quinn and Alan Hunter and Nina Blackwood. Hi, this is Nina Blackwood. There was the other guy, too. I forget what his name is. Now, those guys are all on uh, the 80s on 8 in Sirius. They all host different shifts during the week. But Adam Curry was the original podcast master. That's the He's the guy that brought podcasting to the forefront. Believe it or not, a former MTV DJ, VJ, really brought up the term podcast to the general public, to the mainstream. No joke. But my take on technology was... The only thing that I don't like it with barbecue is that it does take away the need to either pass along or learn fire management, how to build a fire, how to keep a fire, how to maintain a fire for hours and hours and hours. And now you have items that pretty much eliminate having to learn that skill altogether. And I think 
that's pretty important to learn, to have in your back pocket, to be efficient for many different reasons. John, look at you. Send me your shipping info. I'm going to send you some cool stuff. In return, you can send me a pit barrel cooker. All right, the Chops Power Injector System is the 2015 and 16 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Comes in three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs. Let me tell you about them. The number one seller is the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System designed for competitions or to pump up the backyard warrior like me. Easy to use, right? Clean it, fill it, pump it, and away you go. You just don't have to use it on a bunch of briskets or pork butts. If you have just one of those to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Put in what you need. It comes... Put in what you need. It uses it all. 14-gauge needles, two-replacement plastic needle adapter, three-plug screws, a needle protector, 100, 100 bucks. You pay shipping. The one-gallon Chops Power Injector System, designed for catering and bigger jobs that will hold double the amount of injection as the half. That's why they call it the one-gallon. Some use it in competitions, like when you cook MBN whole hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two-replacement plastic needle adapters, and three-plug screws. A needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping. Then you have the Chops Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's the commercial and competition Big Daddy. There's no holding tank, but a three and a half foot pickup tube you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum, it was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14 gauge needles, 3 inch, 12 gauge needles, 2 inch, 11 and a half gauge needles, 3 plug screws, and a needle protector. It's 325 bucks. You pay shipping. The top pitmasters in the world use this thing every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. We live in that foodie world that requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. You can inject alcohol into fruit or meat if you like. Every hand injector or every child's power injector system hand made in Kansas City, Missouri. If you want the extra accessories, you got them. You want to shoot medium ground spices, they got you covered there. They have two, three, four inch, 12 gauge needles. They also have a 2-inch clothes-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meat to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. Visit BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's BarbecueKansasCity, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. Tricky, BarbecueKansasCity.com. Check it out. Dan Uladal is scheduled to come in and talk about their restaurant as well sooner than later. Uh, John, that was a joke. I do have a pit barrel cook. That's correct. We're good. We're good. All right, Steve Ray coming up out of the break to talk about his first-year contest. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit... What? Amazon.com. That's up and coming. I heard that's really going to take off. Do you feel comfortable from buying on internet places that have no reputation like internet? Amazon.com. Come on. Download their free app, by the way. Cookandpellets.com, the place to go. 
All right, my next guest tonight is a competitive barbecue cook. Our last segment on this show, we schooled you chumps on trailer towing by giving you complete, comprehensive advice on keeping those tires, brakes, and greasable components well cared for. The tower, of course, reaping the rewards of your maintenance labor. Well, this coming weekend, Steve is trying his hand as barbecue contest promoter and doing the Lamar Johnson Classic Barbecue Cook-Off. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and head to the hotline as we welcome in the pitmaster of Owl's Nest Barbecue Competition cooking team, Steve Ray, joining me here on the show. Steve, Hey, you, Greg, what's up? Not how much, you doing? Man. I'm doing very well. How is Udawal, Tennessee? Uh, Udawal is just wide open, buddy. Yeah? Is it is it the place to be right now? Udawal, in, in the Chattanooga area, it is the place to be. So uh, we're having a big time. What's uh, like? What's the town feel? I mean, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, independently owned service facilities. I mean, you seem to be very successful at that. Obviously, you have the whole barbecue thing going on. But from a town feel, high level, like what does Udawal uh, compare to? Oh, let's see. Udawal would be compared to uh, what's the growing part of Cleveland? Where's everybody moving to in Cleveland? Uh, they're moving like on the near west side, Tremont. Okay, we're, we're the Tremont of Chattanooga. Oh, right. Look at you guys. I mean, it is, it is, uh, you know, houses, businesses, um, strip malls, everything. Everything's just, just coming to the law. All right. So, uh, Steve Ray is going to be talking to us tonight about a unique competition that he has going on. It's called the Lamar Johnson Classic. It's heading this weekend for competition. And I guess before we get into the particulars of the event itself, Steve, uh, maybe a little background about the name, the Lamar Jackson. Well, it's Lamar Johnson, Greg. I'm sorry, Lamar Johnson. Johnson yeah, sorry. He, he was a, he's a, um, uh, almost a mythical figure here in Ottawa. He had a, uh, back at the turn of the century, there was a, a lodge in an area close to Ottawa. It was called Mineral Park. It's just about a mile and a half from Ottawa. And it, it rose above a little place called Al Hollow, which was kind of the beginnings of our area. And there were actually hot springs at the top in Mineral Springs, Mineral Park. And it was atop of a mountain called White Oak Mountain. And people would come to to Ottawa, it, it was a bustling area then. This is 1903 to 1910, 1915. And very populated area. As a matter of fact, there were as many people in Ottawa in 1905 as there are now. A lot of people don't realize that. And it was a big train stop between Chattanooga, Dalton, to Atlanta. And they would come to sit in these springs, these warm springs. There was a lodge up there. And the legend has it there's a fellow at the bottom of the mountain and it was a gentleman that always wore his Sunday clothes and a top hat and he, he dug a pit and he did uh, barbacoa there over uh, hot coals all, all whole hogs and people would come up from Atlanta. They, they heard about this fella and, and the legend has it that they were bringing this sweet elixir that they bought in Atlanta, Georgia and in Kennesaw and they would bring it to his area. And he, he found some honey in a, in a bee's nest that had been, been made in a, uh, an oak tree that was struck by lightning. And he mixed it. And people claimed that that was the first barbecue sauce, honey and, 
the elixir being, of course, from Atlanta, Coca-Cola. And uh, he became quite famous in this area. Uh, a lot of people never heard of him. I heard about him from an old fella uh, who I think was the last living person. Udawa used to be part of uh, a county called James County. And it was uh, declared bankrupt by our attorney general back in 1919. It was dissolved, one of the only only counties in the United States ever dissolved by the state. Wow. It's a very, very interesting story. Yeah, yeah. that's a huge, uh, huge, uh, tremendous, interesting story. Lamar Johnson classic. Steve Ray getting ready to pull it off here this coming weekend. So, Steve, you have been on the other side of this docket. You've been a competition cook for a number of years now, very successful. You've seen and been to a number of cooks. Why venture over to the other side of this business and, you know, put on an event? Well, uh, there's there's a couple facets I saw. You know, Greg, when we would go to a barbecue contest, all the uh, all the uh, promoters would advertise. You know, come to the barbecue contest. Uh, you know, it's part of a fair. It's part of a chamber of commerce thing. But when the people would come, there there's nothing to see because we're all in our campers preparing the food. And 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 my friend, my partner Dan Grease and Frank Blair. We would say, hey, they're you know they're they're coming to watch us, but there's nothing to watch. And we actually had people that we didn't know come into our our camper and watch us. We'd say, hey, just stand there, and you're welcome to watch as we, you know, put all this stuff together. And and they really appreciated that. And then I was listening one night to your show, and I saw and I heard Doctor Barbecue was talking about grill stock over in Bristol, England where they make all the competitors prepare their meat on a table where the people can come and watch them. And so that's what we're doing on uh, Saturday. We've got 12 teams. We've got a great little town square here in Udawah called Cambridge. And we are going to have all the teams have got to prepare all their meat, prep their meat, and then put it in turn-in boxes. Everything they do has got to be on that table right on the main street so the people can see. And um, I'm hoping that the people will ask questions and we're advertising it as a, a barbecue contest that you can come and watch the pitmasters and then ask them questions as they are actually you know, preparing the food. Uh, from a, a sanctioned event side, is this just something you're putting on as like a, a backyard-style event that's not a, a KCB or an FBA-sanctioned type no, of event? No, there's no sanction. You know, I thought I invented something really cool, and then I was watching one of your uh, uh, earlier, uh, uh, you know, uh, outdoor cooking channel shows, and it, it's the guinea pig. Is exactly what it is. It's it's a guinea pig. We've got a our our great sponsor is Food City, which is a a local grocery store chain. Well, it's a big chain. They're in four states in our area. They are actually going to donate all of the meat. We're going to do pork butt, chicken, and ribs. And all the and all the contestants will be judged on only tenderness and taste. There's no appearance score, so it's just it's a meat standalone contest, and all the meat will be giving to the competitors, which I think I think is kind of a unique deal. Uh, if I'm wanting to take part, or as you were not soliciting teams, but as you said, hey, we're going to run this comp uh, competition, and if you're interested, this is uh, what you're going to be responsible for. What kind of an entry fee is a team paying to? take part in the Lamar Johnson classic. It's $200 straight up. All the money goes right into the prize pool 
and the prize pool right now stands at three thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. We're um, we're paying first, second, and third places, and we're going to have an overall champion, which will get an, an extra five hundred dollars. And I'm having an, a a special little deal, and and I'll just Greg, I'll be honest with you, I stole it right off of television. I'm calling it the Too Hot, Too Fast Grilling Event, where everybody has to bring a grill. I'm going to give them a a protein that they don't have any idea what it is right now. I'm going to give that to them at 1.15, and they have to cook it and turn it in at 2 o'clock. And, and it will be judged, and we'll announce that winner right as soon as the judges are all tabulated, all the, all the scores are tabulated. So you have 45 minutes from start to finish in order to get mm-hmm. that thing prepped. You cook it, and then right to turn in top of the hour. And I'm going to give it to them. They, they, have, they have no idea what it is, right. All right, so uh, do you have any inkling to scoop here on the show about what it might be, or do you think there's a number of your competitors that have decided to really bite the bullet and become centralites full-on and are watching tonight hoping for some type of a, a tidbit of information? Uh, I'm sure they are, but I'm not going to tell them what it is because uh, that wouldn't be fair to everybody. It's probably but not going to be gotta... alligator, right? It's not going to be alligator? Uh, no, right. no, it's not. Thank goodness. Exotic. I don't I don't have that kind of I don't have those kind of contacts. But I but the, the what's what is unique about this is we have got tremendous media coverage on this thing. And on 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 Saturday morning, it started at six o'clock. Our local ABC affiliate w, WTVC is going to be there doing live cut-ins, and they will actually be talking to the to the participants as they prep their meat. You can't start prepping your meat until five o'clock. And you can't start cooking until 7. So we're right in the window of the early morning shows here in Chattanooga. And WTVC will be there doing live cut-ins. And then from 9 until 10 o'clock, we've got the local ESPN affiliate will be doing a live radio broadcast from the contest and interviewing several of the pitmasters. And then, what? And, and I don't know, Greg, if this is something that's never been done. I, I, I've never seen it. And, and you could probably speak to this better than I. At two o'clock, our local uh, there's a small local te- television station out of Cleveland, Tennessee, WTBN. They are going to broadcast our contest live for three hours. Really? They're, yes, we're going on at two o'clock, and we're going to broadcast until five until the award ceremony. And we will be doing. They will be broadcasting the announcement of the too hot too fast grilling competition, and then they will be covering the turn-ins at 3, 3.30, and 4, where they will be following competitors as they prepare their boxes and take them to the judges. They will be going into the judges' area and actually and actually showing the judges tasting the food, and then we will have the live on-air winners of all, all three categories and the overall winner, and this is all going to be on live television. So I, I don't, you know, I've never seen it done live. Uh, I don't. Have you? Have, have you ever seen it done? No. Anything that I've ever seen competition related has all been shot well in advance, yeah. and then uh, edited down to meet whatever the time frame the broadcast network was going to be sticking it in, whether it be a half mm-hmm. hour or an hour. Uh, I, I think the biggest one to date was the one that was on maybe a year or two ago. I think it was on CBS or ABC. Uh, maybe July 4th or Memorial Day or something like that. But it was a pretty big deal, and they had you know a lot of the similar names that you've seen on television a bunch before, I think just to give it a little bit of credibility. But 
my question is, and I don't know if they share this with you, I mean, for a three-hour span, regardless of it's a local television network or not, that just seems like an extraordinary amount of time to give to a barbecue contest. Are they expecting to see, like, some type of fireworks or, like, a crazy scene or anything like that? Or are they going to be doing stuff in between and then, hey, jump here, jump there to, to watch people walk over? Ex- exactly right. This this contest in, is an affiliate and a, a partner to Udawa's Oktoberfest. And this is a huge, this is a third year, and there's a lady in Udawa named Miranda Perez, and she is she is a, a just a wonderful person, and she is what we call a, a doer. And this is the third year she has put on Udawa's Oktoberfest. And it is a huge community. It's almost like a, oh, uh, a family reunion. And there will be probably upwards of 3,500 people there. Wow. And all the vendors will be able to come over and be interviewed by the television station, and they will make that a part of it. As and and of course, all the barbecue stuff will be the, the first and foremost. But they will use that the the people that are participating in the Oktoberfest to fill the time, and they'll make a DVD of this wow. where you can buy it from them. So it's uh, it's it's you know in in our little our little town, I think it's a pretty big deal. Uh, Steve, this is obviously going to be participant-friendly and obviously crowd-friendly as well. So what time do things kick off this coming weekend if people are going to be around that neck of the woods and want to stop by? People can stop. They can come as early as 7 o'clock and watch the teams uh, begin to cook. Uh, Oktoberfest starts at 12. Our turn-ins start at 2 o'clock, and that's where it will get really exciting uh, Greg, you've been to a contest, I know, and when, when people start turning in, it is an exciting time, and you will get to watch the uh, all the cooks uh, prepare their boxes, uh, put the meat in their boxes. Now, I know there's no appearance score, but, I mean, we've got, some, we've got three professional teams, and uh, we have amateur teams there that know how to build a box, and they'll be doing a little – they'll be doing a little creativity, but you'll be able to see what they do with their meat. You will say, you know, that when, when they turn in a chicken thigh – you'll be able to see how weird a chicken thigh is because because people will look at it and go, what's that square? Well, that's a chicken thigh. Well, that doesn't look like a chicken thigh. I know that. But that's what it looks like, and that's what we turn in. And they'll be, they'll be able to see it and ask questions too. Steve Ray is putting on the Lamar Johnson Classic. It's coming this weekend in battle with the uh, world-famous Jack Daniels barbecue cook-off. Uh, but if you're going to be out in Steve's neck of the wood, the Lamar Johnson Classic is ready to go and is welcoming you to stop by, jaunt around, shop around, meet Steve. I mean, he's a wild barbecue celebrity. He's happy to see you. Uh, so, Steve, uh, success, I hope, uh, going this coming weekend and that it turns into something that is uh, ongoing and is providing that inspiration for people to kind of dip their foot in that competition ring they get hooked, exactly and you know right. now they're coming back year after year. And instead of you know X amount of teams this year, you're going to be growing it by ten or fifteen each year going forward. Well, we're very excited. And Greg, I, I just if you don't mind, yeah, I'm going to read off the list of the teams. We've got the uh, Cambridge Barbecue Affair, Barry Payne's Pitmaster, B and B Barbecue, Brian Watson is the Pitmaster, Al's Nest Barbecue, my team, but I will not be participating. But my friend Dan Grease <laughs> will be the Pitmaster. Uh, now, now listen to this name. Now, I know you've heard this name. Randall Bowman, Deep oh, South wow. Smokers, has oh, signed guy. up. Watch out. Now, you talk about a top 50 cooker. He is yep. He's fantastic. We've got a uh, competitor to eat my brisket, Eunice Kim. She's a fantastic cook here locally. Uh, two Smoking Good, Jim Brewer. He owns the local ESPN radio station. 
smoke on the water. Mark Northern will be there. Chatty Town Barbecue, Will Smith. He has made appearances on American Grill before. Choo Choo Barbecue, Sean Cosby, one of the best, uh, voted the best barbecue in Chattanooga uh, by the Chattanooga Times Free Press readers. Uh, River Road Grill Billies, I know you've heard of them. Yep. Jeff Thompson and his wife, Cindy, will be coming down. They're another top 100 team in the nation. And uh, John Epperson, Epi's Barbecue, a, a fantastic caterer known all area-wide here in the Chattanooga, Chickamauga, Georgia, North Georgia area. Uh, John Epperson, just a fantastic cook. Uh, we've got some good competition. We had them come out to the gas station a couple weeks ago. We had a little seminar for them. I told them, this is how you do it. This is what the pros do. Uh, we didn't give them any flavor profiles, but we showed them how to do it. We raised the level. So um, we're, we're really looking forward to see um, to see who wins because they'll, they'll all be doing a good job. All right, Steve, uh, I wish you success this coming weekend and look forward to report on Sunday after it all trickles down for you. Greg, thank you, and cheers from Ottawa, Tennessee. You know, right. Ottawa is an old Indian word. You know that? Does it stand for Cleveland Indians are yeah. going to win the World Series this year? No, almost. Oh. It means Sea Rock City. All right. There he is, Steve Ray, ladies and gentlemen. Midnight Oil, by the way, so check him out if you're going to be – if you find yourself – is it I-75 that runs through there or whatever? You get a little broke down – Look for uh, Steve Ray's Midnight Oil. He's going to help you out. You know it. The Lamar Johnson Classic. First-year competition. No appearance scores. Uh Wow. I wish I didn't have appearance scores in my rib thing. I would have won. All right, folks. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They created this technology. Why are you going to buy it from anybody else? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the fine details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature. And once that keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's a not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today because... Maybe, like me, or a busy working professional, or you're constantly on the run with kids doing the errands, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, or all of that, and you can do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. A number of different models to choose from. CyberQ Wi-Fi gives you your full range of technology ability. You can hook up uh, tablets and smartphones and netbooks and laptops. Anything else that connects to a Wi-Fi signal, you can use the CyberQ Wi-Fi. It can actually control two pits at once. Gives you a number of internal temperature monitors as well. It's great. The other side of that is the Party Q. For about 140 bucks, it's a unit that is self-contained. It runs on AA batteries. The easiest point of entry when it comes to the pit temperature control device realm. It doesn't get any easier. It's like the cruise control for your pit. Pick a uh, set of pit temperature and it cruises there right along. They are selling the Onyx oven still. Do yourself a favor. Okay, easiest way to figure it out. Go to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. They also are shooting a tremendous amount of high quality video as well. If you have any questions about what to order, call them, please. Do not guess. Call them, 800-288-GURU. 
800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Again, check out the new videos that Bob Trudnak is putting up there. They are awesome. He went to a, a brewery a couple weeks ago, and like they did barbecue, and he made barbecue sauce out of the beers that they were making. It was great. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. name interviews advice on cooking brisket and ribs and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue it's the barbecue central show thanks again to steve ray for joining me this past segment the lamar johnson classic a first year barbecue event not sanctioned trying to get people hooked and in come back year after year Sounds like there's a great festival coming on board with that as well. So if you're going to be down in Ottawa, Tennessee, stop down, check it out. Tell Steve we sent you or that you're just a big fan of his past interview and you want to check it out and see what's happening. All right, well, we're going to step away here briefly. And when we come back, we'll hit up the second hour. A lot of stuff to get to there. I got some videos to show you, which you may or may not appreciate. Hard to tell at this point. I appreciated them. That's why they're going to go up. We do have barbecue talk on the other side as well. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate food for wiener. Delicious, Lavernius. Shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Guess what? You found the Barbecue Central Show. Just stumbling across this thing. I'm sorry. Run away now. Head for Z Hills. Matt Boer made it in. Hello! This is a show that, from time to time, has been known to talk about barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It's the barbecue capital of the North Coast. If you want to jump in, I'm happy to have you, especially if you want to do it like right now. Always top of the hour good. Or when I have an open segment, which I don't typically do. 
Most of the time, it's me talking or interviewing people and talking. 216-220-0966. The email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks again to John Doss for straightening out my color. I think I'm kind of locked in right now, so that's good. I'm very happy about that. I might not know a lot, but one thing I can really do is read average and then apply. I'm pretty good at that. Still to come on the show tonight, the what I'm referring to as the Barbecue Central Roundtable preview of the Jack Daniels Barbecue Cook-Off that is taking place this coming weekend. Diane Mee from Lake House Barbecue and Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team will be joining me in about 12 minutes from now to talk about, A, the logistics heading down to Lynchburg. On top of that, what's the worst part? What's what's worse than driving down to Lynchburg? Driving back from Lynchburg. Unless you win. And if you win, I mean, you know you got to keep a private jet. I mean, I would. Because if I win the Jack Daniels with that sizable check, I'm chartering a jet to fly my sweet ass back home. I'm also hiring a, a car hauler to drive all my stuff back for me. I'm blowing my winnings. I'm not having to drive 12 and 16 and 20 hours back home. That's a downer. But... They're going to be talking to me about the impending Jack Daniels competition this weekend. And then at 1035, uh, we'll be talking with Wheels about trimming fat on your brisket. If you've had trouble trimming it, you don't have the knife skills or at least any knife skills to brag about, or you don't want to cut your hand off, you want something that might be a little bit more user-friendly, this might be your answer right here, the quick trim Pull it across. Pull the fat. Pull the fat. Uh, we'll talk to him about the concept of that, the genesis. Uh, you know, people, man, uh, if you can't, if you can't do your situation right by uh, what you call it, if you can't get the knife skills to trim the fat, let's let's make up something to help those people out. He did it. Quick trim. Q W I C K trim quicktrim.com if you want to check it out before he's up here in about uh, half an hour or so. All right, so get ready for this. You know, it's official. The onslaught of kooks eating smoking, I'm sorry, the kooks eating, smoking, and doing God knows what else with the Carolina Reaper Pepper are out for your reading and viewing pleasure strewn across the internet like so much human garbage. No better example of this than the one I'm about to show you. By the way, I've doctored this up quite a bit because it was like a four or five minute video, but I sped up. So let me set the scene. This gentleman is going to eat not one, but three, three Carolina Reaper peppers. Then he's also going to wash that back with roughly a fifth of Fireball whiskey. That's cinnamon-flavored whiskey. It's very popular these days. And I'm not going to really spoil any more than that. But I'll stop along the way to, to give commentary. But if you've seen it, you know, that's great. Now, if you don't like a little profanity or you don't like 
seeing the sound or the look of someone throwing up. You can tune out for like the next four or five minutes. Uh, Both will happen here, I guarantee it. Also, uh, again, I did edit this for time, so I didn't want there to be a tremendous amount of dead air. Um, So without any further ado, I give you uh, Catfish. Well, hello, motherfuckers. How the hell y'all doing? This is Catfish Cooley coming into you live. And we got three of these Carolina Reapers made by Mr. David Adam from Tennessee. And he claims they're hotter than the chocolate butella or whatever the fuck you say that word. <laughs> I'm going to start by saying nobody try this at home because I'm going to eat these three down a fifth of fireball and see what the fuck goes from there. Like what could possibly, what good can possibly come out of eating three? I've never seen anybody eat three Carolina Reaper peppers. He's going to eat three down a fifth of fireball and see what happens from there. Hijinks and shenanigans to follow. Y'all ready? Yes. All right. One down. This is for the audio people. Two down. Three down. All right. Three down. How they taste? They taste good so far. All right. Unscrewing the cap of the fireball. Now, listen. Uh, uh-oh. I hear trouble already. Somebody doing that already? There's trouble a-brewing. But let's douse those flames with fireball. Yeah. That's a bad sound to make that early. Here we go. Down, 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 down. Chug, chug, chug. No. All right, so I sped it up. He's halfway through the bottle of fireball right now. Ooh, it's hot. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's hot. Ooh, it's real hot. Real hot. You got it. Mm. You got it. Ah, and you got pussies running around. Did you hear? He's got hype men behind the camera telling him he's got it. Some friends. And this world. <laughs> Getting paid millions of dollars won't even stand for the national anthem, huh? <laughs> That's right. There you go. I bet he wouldn't eat no Carolina Reaper. I bet not. Ooh. Is it hot? Ah, it's a little fireball. Whoo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Little spit up. Little spit up. Uh-oh. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it's hot. He's almost through the bottle of Fireball. Oh. Oh. Is it hot? Oh, America, baby. What he just said is why the majority of everybody else in the world hates us. Get that big stuff out of here. America, baby. Because he's eating three... Carolina Reapers in downing alcohol like it's uh, apple juice. That's why people hate us. Go ahead. Is it, is it hot yet? Oh, uh-oh, vomit. Uh-oh. Oh! Vo- See, like, right there, I don't know if he's vomiting because he's drank a fifth of uh, whiskey or if it's a combination. Oh, it's hot. Oh, oh, here we go. Here he goes. Who is hot? Uh-oh. Ooh. 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 Look at that face. It's like I ate three of uh, Satan's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's testicles? Those are hot. Hey, <laughs> bad. I tell you what. What? Is it hot? 
<laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Oh. 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 He, now he can't stop. Uh-oh, now he can't stop. Again. Oh, oh, Nelly. They hired a new booter. What's a booter booter? Oh, y'all stay classy, baby. Huh. Well, there it is, folks. A little milk cured it right off. I put milk on his I face. I look like Linda Lovelace took a money shot to the face. <laughs> y'all be cold, stay classy, world. I love you. Y'all need anything or any sexy pictures? Call me, text me, or sex me, baby. Look at that guy. Wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I'm hung up here. The new tower of power is only so quick. I don't know whether to cheer that guy on. To cheer that guy on so he ends up uh, offing himself. It's natural selection, right? And doesn't the alcohol spread the capsaicin around? I don't know. I mean, that's crazy. Alcohol does unbind the capsaicin from the receptors on the tongue. Huh. Wow. Not to get lost in any of that is the fact that that guy downed a fifth of alcohol with, like, not even blinking an eyelash. Wow. America, baby. Speaking of America... Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you're backyard, the competition guy, the five-star dining facility cook, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, Two blogs, Smoke and Grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Also, check out their website, cookshack.com, or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion at Fast Eddie Moore. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and grill. Low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack Residential Electric Smokers, the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drive Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website, cookshack.com. Wow. Catfish Cooley, triple Carolina Reaper, downing a fifth of Fireball. Linda Loveless, money shot to the face. What just happened in that video? Hoofa. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I am... Just taken aback in a good way. There's one next week that I'm going to show you that is not nearly as long. I don't have to edit it. It could be even stupider. I'm not even kidding. All right. uh, Jack Daniels preview roundtable talk with Centralites and Pitmasters. 
Stand by. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker-lid hinges. They're also now porcelain-coated, by the way, brand new. Barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers, the fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories. Keep your gear where it needs to be at arm's length, ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com shop. That's unknownbbq.com slash shop. Use promo code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, for 15% off the entire order. R-E-M-P-E, unknownbbq.com slash shop. The 28th Jack Daniels Barbecue Cook-Off taking place this weekend, and I think this might be the very first time that two real centralites have been cooking this event at the same time. I just happened to have them both on their way to Lynchburg this evening. And what appears to be a race for who drives the furthest as well. Let's go ahead and welcome back the pitmasters of the Basic Barbecue Team and Lake House Barbecue Team. Patrick Paquette and Diane Mee joining me here on the show. Wow, I can't believe it. So let's get, uh, let's get it out right in the open. Uh, Diane, how far are you driving to go to Lynchburg, Tennessee? 2,500 miles. Holy mega nurse. 2,500 miles. That's one way? Yes, one way. I'm no mathematician, Diane, but uh, quick addition. Let me see. 2,500 one way, and then you got to go back the next. That's 785,000 miles you're going to be driving in the course of. Wow, (laughs) unbelievable. Uh, Patrick Paquette, what's your mileage? Greg, we're just a little bit over 1,100. 1,100. All right. So, hands down, uh, Diane's got you by 1,400 miles on either side. But certainly, 2,200-mile round trip, nothing to sneeze at. So, uh, Patrick, let me stay with you here just for a second. Uh, if you could, refresh everybody on how you have earned your way down to the 28th annual Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. We, uh, we, we won the only... Uh, we won a state auto, or basically we won the only contest in Maine during the 2015 Jack year, uh, which was actually, this, you know, this year, earlier this spring, uh, at Old Orchard Beach, Maine. And uh, it was probably our most favorite win, not because we got to the Jack, because um, of the four we won, the, the complete contingency of our, uh, of our fellow New Englanders were there. And, we, you know, we had... Chris Hart and uh, Steve Farron and Billy Gillespie and Jared Eisengay, and it was sort of like a who's who of the Nips were there. And um, so to win amongst our peers was um, was a special thing, and it was also, going back to 2011, it was also the site of our very first contest. So um, it was a little bit sentimental. Is this uh, the competition that Chris Hart had been winning kind of year after year to get him down to the jack on that run? 
from the Old Orchard Beach contest uh, a couple of times, and so did um, our, our contest running mate, uh, Chris Clegg and Joan Clegg from Roadhog Barbecue in Rhode Island. We, we like to sort of hang out together and park next to each other, and they got in through this contest a few times as well. Um, and uh, as we have said for many years, um, Maine judges love our version of barbecue because we do very well in Maine. This is your first Jack Daniels, correct, Patrick? This is our sixth year competing, and this is the first time that we've made it yet. All right, uh, Diane Mee from Lake House Barbecue, also heading to Lynchburg and is winning the mile competition currently. Uh, Diane, if you could refresh everybody on how you have earned your way into the Jack Daniels. I won a Pacific Northwest Barbecue Association sanctioned contest called Smoke on the Water, no relation to the smoke on the other smoke on the water people, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, back on back in August 23rd of 2015. So, is this your first uh, Jack Daniels as well, Diane? No, this is my second. I oh. went back in 2013. All right, 2013. So, uh, let me stay with you, Diane. Uh, having been there, and I don't know if we want to, you know, kind of lay out any tips for that Patrick fella on the other line since it's his first time. Uh, but, you know, I've talked about it with other pitmasters time and time again here as we talk about the Jack Daniels. You know, there's no guarantee unless you're going to be winning, you know, seven every year qualifying within that range or you're going to find a contest like Patrick does and you're able to win that one each and every year that's an automatic qualifier and that's kind of unrealistic I think to think that teams are going to be able to do that year after year so if you get in one year it's kind of like the Super Bowl or the World Series just because you're there once doesn't mean you're going to get there again so having been there once now going a second time are there things that you are going to do this time around that you either did or didn't do the first time uh, because you're a little bit more savvy and you're a little bit more of a veteran this time? Um, not a whole lot, but um, certainly uh, time time management is a major factor in this contest. Yeah, no there's a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot that you want to fit in. So managing your time is really important. Uh, the weather usually plays a large factor in it too, but it looks like the weather this year is going to be pretty good. So... Um, but other than that, I'm, uh, cooking with a different partner this time. So that's, uh, different. And so I, I really look forward to the contest. Uh, is this a, uh, is this somebody you've been working with, uh, over the course of the competition season though, correct? Yes. All right. Um, the first year that you went, did you find yourself at all kind of taking in, were you more of a spectator than a cook, or were you able to delineate between having your fun time but also, you know, being a cook that's trying to win at the same time? Um, I was a pretty serious heads down. I'm in this to cook it really well. This time, I've I've probably got a little more perspective on it and, and planning to have a little more fun. We're having a great time on um, the drive down, and so yeah, this is definitely a more more fun trip. Because you know you know more of what's coming in the end, and you know the lay of the land, and and I called my first Jack. I always tell people I call my first Jack Daniels my learning Jack because there's a lot to learn, because there's a lot they kind of forget to tell you about on how things work down there. So once you've kind of gone through the first one, the second one's a lot lot easier. Diane Me from Lake House Barbecue, Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team joining me. Uh, Patrick, hearing that, and, and of course you have a considerable amount 
of New England contingent friends and pitmasters that you're able to rely on and, and get some information and perspective from. But, of course, it's always different for the guys telling you that have been there a number of times versus you guys going down for the first time. You want to take everything in. You want to enjoy yourself, but you want to also be in that competition mode. Have you and Wendy and, and whoever else is going down with you put together a pretty extensive game plan on how you're going to be attacking things you know, day-to-day to make sure you don't fall into spectator mode? Yeah, yeah, like you said, Greg, we feel, I think, a little bit probably ahead of the learning curve when it comes to being prepared. I'm sure there's going to be things that come up that we're not aware of. But with with all the experience and with the wide openness of, um, you know, of our friends, not just in New England, but all over the place. I mean, uh, Mark Gibbs from Checkered Flag 500 and myself, our buddies, and uh, a, a couple of years ago we said that if we ever made the jack, that uh, we go to Miss Barry Bobo's together, so uh, we're like we had that booked the minute we were both qualified. So it is we had, and we're doing it Thursday, so that it doesn't interfere. We have a lot of uh, we have we have a pretty serious plan. And uh, Greg, something you might be interested in is uh, a, a barbecue central radio note. Is uh, so our normal team is myself and my wife, with a semi regular um, addition being um, my wife's niece. Um, or our niece, Ellie. But we also have a guest, um, and he would describe himself as a professional pit bitch, but uh, three or four times he's cooked to me before, but uh, <laughs> our own Don Geiger is yeah. flying in on Thursday. Nice. Because Don has proven himself to be able to handle me in the stress of competition, and that is, uh, my wife will tell you that most people who can do that deserve an award. So, um, uh, we feel, and John has been there before, and uh, that's one of the things that I'm actually very much um, leaning on John is to help me through that pitmaster bit because he's been down there with teams before. So, Patrick, as soon uh, as you, like, I feel like we're feel like we're ready. As soon as you said professional pit bitch, I knew exactly who you were talking about. No offense, Don. Um, Patrick, let me stick with you uh, for this next question real quick, and then we'll get Diane's take on this. You know, I've asked pitmasters time and time again, when you get down to the jack, there is kind of that uh, discrepancy between the experienced judges, the certified master barbecue judges, but then you also have a fairly large percentage of bloggers that maybe aren't certified barbecue judges or haven't done a lot of competition judging so that palate isn't as experienced or doesn't really know what to look for. Are you going to be changing anything as far as technique or flavor profiles or anything like that to, for lack of a better term, dumb it down for the masses, or are you going to cook exactly the same just like you've always done? Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to ch- I'm not going to change I'm not going to change it, but I will say that uh, one of the things that I have realized is that human beings are human beings, and uh, and by that, and judges are judges, and Although, yes, uh, I would much rather be judged by, uh, and I'm going to really be sacrilege here, uh, I watch all the videos. There are many videos out there of judging tables at the Jack. Uh, there is literally hours on YouTube that you can watch of judges being interviewed during stuff. And I would much rather be judged by the, um, by the new judge that was certified the day before then uh, I'm going to say it because he, he's very wide open about, like, Paul Kirk doesn't like today's competition barbecue. And 
he says it uh, every time there's a mic in his face down there. It's sort of, I really don't want him judging my food because he doesn't like what we're doing these days. So I'm just going to cook my food. But I believe that people want ribs a little bit more tender than the, than the KCBS standard all the time. And I think that part of our success this year, we started getting good rib calls, was that we started making them a little bit more tender than the KCBS standard. So, uh, you know, I'm not afraid. I understand there's weird judging down there, but I think there's weird judging across four-category KCBS-style events this year. So, um, you know, I'm not concerned about it. I'm not changing. I'm doing what we did. You know, we're doing what brung us here. We're going to cook our, our food. We're going to put it in a box, and we're going to hope we get judges who like barbecue. Uh, Diane from Lake House Barbecue, um, same, same question to you. Uh, are you going to be cooking that barbecue that gets you down there or because of that diversity that Patrick uh, was just talking about? Uh, do you make any changes, you know, even to the smallest change out of what you would normally do because this is the jack and these are the judges you're dealing with? Well, aside from the fact that we have to cook, include white meat in our chicken box, that's the thing I've been um, most concerned about because normally we just use thighs and we don't cook white meat that often. So constructing that box is a little bit of a change from normal. Um, the schedule is off by like a half an hour too, so that means we have to concoct a whole new um, a whole new cook plan to cook by too. But as far as the judging goes, it's like any it's like any contest. Um, it's you you just got to take you know as Chuck Knox used to say you got to play the hand you're dealt, and um, we just go in with the, our normal cook program and and bring it on. Uh, Diane, as far as um, that tur- or turkey, the white meat box that you were talking about. Have you done an extensive mm-hmm. amount of practicing, like leading up to this, to make sure that you have, you know, whatever it is you're going to be cooking, and you understand that there's probably going to be a certain amount of hold time and calculating for that, so you don't have dry out. I mean, is this a a whole new wrinkle of stress that you typically don't have to account for in a regular competition? Yeah, it's a whole new wrinkle of stress, and I've done. I did a little test cooking the week before we left, and we'll do one more. Um, because we'll actually be able to cook on, on Friday. We'll do a test cook one more. T- we'll do another test cook on Friday so that I can actually cook on the cooker that we're going to cook the chicken on. Um, so yeah, we'll do one more test cook on Friday. <laughs> uh, Patrick, let me talk to you quickly because there is that white meat situation. Uh, do you have any uh, qualms or nervousness about the, the white meat portion or are you pretty centered in and you know what you're going to be doing? Uh, we uh, we actually uh, we I, I know what we're going to be doing. We actually have cooked it live. Um, our Jack Chicken program we cooked in three KCBS contests. Um, the first time was up at Finger Lakes in New York, and we got a tenth place overall. The second time was in another contest in Maine, a new contest just here a month ago, and we got first place overall. And then just recently. I think we were 11th with that same thing. We have um, we have some concerns about we made in two of those three contests we had execution issues that um, where chicken got smudged making the box that we're building, and so we are considering actually it's likely that we're going to change the actual box layout, but the actual cook um, the actual meat that we're cooking and the flavor profiles on it etc are uh, are locked in and solid and ready to go. Uh, do you do you believe you have like a single uh, weapon that is going to be able to put you guys over the top, Patrick? Uh, that you're bringing with you, you don't think anybody else has? 
Um, I know uh, you have, uh, you're aware of a, of, a, of a friend of the show, uh, now one of the hottest barbecue joints in Canada, Johnny Latucha. And uh, Johnny is uh, somebody who, um, we were in a couple of different classes together over the years, and Johnny has a theory as a master judge who's also taken something like 15 barbecue classes, Johnny told me once that he believes there's about 16 barbecue ingredients and that the best cooks in the country are doing nothing but mixing them up differently. And uh, <laughs> Tuffy Stone just drove by me on the highway. Literally, Tuffy Stone just passed me nice. uh, on the highway. Uh, I literally, so my belief is a secret weapon, hell no. Uh, absolutely not. I think that this is about cooking the meat better than everybody else and hoping you land on the right judge's table. Um, I think it is that simple. Diane, do you have any secret weapons that you've brought from the Pacific Northwest to take on the championship this weekend? Um, other than my cooking partner, no. <laughs> uh, Diane, let me ask you, aside from uh, Lake House Barbecue, who do you think, as you peruse the list of contestants, do you think has a better-than-average shot of walking away with the uh, with the Grand Championship this weekend? Well, obviously the gentleman who won it the last two times, Tuffy Stone and Darren Worth, but, um, boy, um, you've got Big Papa Smokers coming in, and, I don't know, West Coast Offense did really well at uh, Sam's Club final, so we'll see. Patrick, aside from the basic Patrick team, or I'm sorry, the basic barbecue team uh, walking away with Grand Championship this weekend, is there anybody else on that team docket that you feel particularly good about? Yeah, Greg, if I was going to Vegas, I'd bet my money on Insane Swine. Really? I believe that Jared Heisengay is mud as a pistol and dialed in, and he's the one I'd be betting on. All right, so, uh, Patrick, how much time do you have left until you get to uh, where you're going to be holing up? Uh, we're going to lay up in a KOA that's about 25 miles out of Lynchburg, and we should get there about uh, 1.30 in the morning. Uh, we, had a, we had a bit of a late start here. Uh, the big manager of the basic barbecue team stayed up for about um, 35 or 50 hours and didn't get much sleep or eat and uh, ended up getting himself very sick yesterday. Um, to the point that I couldn't really drive this morning when we were oh. supposed to leave. So thank God my wife thinks she's a truck driver and got us on the road. But, uh, uh, my analness and my stress around just being the final preparation sort of got the best of me. So I'm hoping that we've uh, that all that's behind us and now we're just having fun. I've always said I like uh, Wendy better than Patrick. Just proves my point. What a douche. Uh, hey, hey, Greg? Yeah. Greg? Yep. I like I like Wendy better than Pat. Look at you. <laughs> we agree on something. Uh, Diane, uh, how far do you have left before you're uh, where you want to be? Uh, we're in Columbia, Missouri tonight, and then tomorrow we'll hit Nashville, Tennessee, and then we just have a short drive to Lynchburg on Thursday morning. All right. Uh, Diane Mee is the pitmaster of Lake House Barbecue. She is going to be attempting to win Grand Championship at the 28th. <laughs> annual Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off, as well as Patrick Paquette, who's the pitmaster of the basic barbecue team. He's also looking for grand champion. You know, I've never had a roundtable leading into where both people were going to be cooking the same exact contest, so 
I don't know how the show Karma works at this point. It, it could be a one-two. There could be tie for grand championship. I don't know what's going to happen. The world could explode. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? However, I will wish you both equal success, and I appreciate the fact that you guys come on Tuesday to uh, make your way out to Lynchburg and do this interview. Uh, continued success, and we'll talk to you guys over the weekend. Great. Thank you, Greg. All right. There they are. Patrick Parquet, Diane, me. Look at these guys. Going crazy. They made time for me. Me? Who am I? Going to... Wow, that was up loud. Not that it's their fault, but those uh, cell phone connections sucked. That's the worst. How do cell phone... How do cell phones suck this bad still? I, I, I just don't understand that. All right, folks, if you're like me, you're thinking of the ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. No better, no easier way than by adding a little Butcher barbecue to your arsenal. We all know Butcher well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection. That's combined all things love with their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They've combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Perhaps you're looking for the go-to rubs and sauces. Well, good news. You've hit a mother load. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites, the honey rub. Also, the steak and brisket rub. Try premium rub if you inject with Butcher's because it's formulated to work with the injection. A perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And by the way, if you want a cherry rub, they got one. You want a pecan rub, they got one. You want a private blend, they got one. Also, Chipotle. Last but not least, well, almost last, but definitely not least, the sweet barbecue sauce is just awesome. Great by itself, great as a base, mix it together with some other stuff, but you don't really need to. Dave uses it right in his competitions, no doctoring. He wins with it all by itself. I drank it out of the bottle the first time I ever had it. It was delish. Get a box of six. It's going to go fast. Last but not least, I just said that, right? Definitely not least, the grilling oil. You got to hook up with it. You can use it in place of parquet if you're a competitor. If you're not a competitor like me, you can use it in everything. I make noodles for my daughter, one of them, every morning. Heat them up in the microwave, drain them out with a little water, a little butter on the bottom, and then squeeze a couple circles of grilling oil that gets everything nice and lubricated, doesn't stick. Gives it the butter flavor, a little salt on top. Die no might, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. So here's what you do. You head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and you buy all that stuff I just talked about. You're going to be happy. Trust me. You're going to love it. It's great stuff. Just ask anybody that uses it. Butcher's Barbecue is the place to be. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Quick trim with wheels to close it out. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back to the show. 216-220-0966. Thanks again to Diane Mee, a Lake House Barbecue, and Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue Team. 
Fat trimming on whole briskets and some flats can be a bit of a chore, especially if you have lackluster knife skills that we've been talking about all evening. My next guest is here to offer up his product for assistance. It's called Quick Trim. And first-timer to the show, Robert Wheeler, joins me to talk about it. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. When you are finished recording, oh, oh, you may hang oh, up oh. or press 1 for more options. I can tell you, I don't I don't press 1 for more options. Maybe if I call back and uh, it's going to ring a bell. I don't want to like give it away where this guy's at, but it's pretty awesome. But, uh, you know. I think I've done, maybe I've done zero interviews where this guy actually is based out of. And that might be a surprise all by itself. He's not there. There's no way this is going to happen again, right? There's just no way. Where is his situation at? Hello, this is Rob with Quick Trim and Iron Emu Barbecue. All right. Please leave a message. At the tone, please record Oh, I'm going to leave a message. When you have finished recording, you may hang I'm up gonna or press message. 1 for more options. Should put some background music. Hey, uh, Rob, Greg, Barbecue Central Show. We're live. It is 10.38 Eastern Standard Time in the evening. This is your segment. Oh! We got time. Call in. Talk about the quick trim. I'm holding it up right now. So what have we talked about? What have I been teasing you about? Well, let's go to the website. Q-W-I-C-K-T-R-I-M dot com dot com. By the way, let me thank, of course, the uh, main man of the Barbecue Central show, your Embedded Texas correspondent, Doug Scheiding, for actually making the introduction here. The quick trim is what it looks like. Uh, let me pull this page off and pull it up there. And let me make a new screenshot. What is that? Who else is using Snapchat? Anybody use Snapchat? I Snapchat with my kids a lot, but... I don't know if anybody else is really using that. All right, here we go. So this is what the quick trim looks like. Quick trim brisket meat and silver skin trimmer for the pro and home barbecue master. Uh, 24 bucks, patent pending. You can get replacement blades. Let me show you the uh, instructional video. This is the guy that we were supposed to talk to, by the way. So let me hit pause, blow it out. Make sure my volume is good. All right, here we go. Hello, my name is Rob Wheeler from Quick Trim, and today I'm going to give you a few tips on how to use the Quick Trim Brisket Trimmer. All right. One, recommend, one recommendation that I do have before you start trimming your brisket is use a cold brisket. This brisket just came out of a cooler. It's about 38 to 42 degrees, and the reason for that is the fat stays quite firm. As the, temper, as the brisket starts to temper, it will get sticky and tacky, so I always like to uh, use a cold brisket uh, when I'm trimming them. Okay, so first thing we do with the uh, quick trim is you want to go ahead and find this area of fat that you want to trim. Lightly take a small bite. Everybody see this okay? 
The sound's kind of crappy because his microphone's not that great. But I just want to make sure you can see it good enough so you can see what it's going to do. I mean, I can't make it any better than it looks right now, but I'm just wondering. With the quick trim blade and then just pull lightly straight across, not in a downward motion, across your brisket. Look at that. And as you can see, it just starts peeling the fat away. I normally start on one side because as you can see, there's layers of fat here. And if you trim that layer first, you can see where the meat lies. Hmm. As you can see, you can start to see the meat. We still have about three quarters of an inch of fat here. So we're going to want to take just another pass or two straight across there to get a nice even cut. One thing nice about this quick trim brisket trimmer is that your free hand is always on the back side of the moving blade. Not like when you use a knife and you're cutting like this, that your hand is always exposed to the danger of possibly that knife blade coming up out of the fat and cutting your hand. One thing we really love about this quick trim. So you just basically take a couple of more passes of the fat straight across the top until you have the desired amount of fat that you want to trim on your brisket. And then we'll usually turn it around on this side and it has this eye piece of fat. Now this fat does not melt easily in a smoker. So we definitely take this out. And the same thing, all you need to do is clear your blade, take a small little bite of this eye meat, eye fat, and then just pull straight across as you can see, it just peels off like butter. Butter. There you go. And that's your lesson today using the quick trim brisket trimmer. All right. So the question is, God, I did it again. You know what? I'm going to leave this page up. I keep forgetting that I can, you know, finally the uh, streaming software that I use has added uh, unlimited amount of scenes for me to be able to prepare as I do this show. It was only, it was limited to like 12 in the beginning, but you can just add, but it, do, it doesn't look great when you have, you know, all these, doesn't matter. I'm getting into the weeds on the show. We don't want to do that. So uh, again, this is it right here. You know, it's uh some kind of a, a plastic. There's got to be a designation somewhere on it. Maybe an ABS or a, a PE or PolyPro or something along these lines. I don't see any plastic designation on it. It's got a, uh, looks like a bowl right there. And then, you know, you take a bite, straighten it out, pull across. You know, fairly light. It's 24 bucks. So, uh, you know, it seems on the video... That if you don't have great knife skills, and I don't know if this is a situation where it was born out of uh, Rob having poor knife skills, but really liking brisket. And again, you know, typically on the flats, you know, unless you buy the cryovac flats and they don't really do a lot of trimming on that back end, the fat cap side. I don't really have a lot of fat issues with the flat briskets. Just the flats. But on the whole Packers, especially if you tell them don't trim it, you're going to get something like he's got. And that seems like a tool that might be able to, uh, you know, trim it up pretty pretty easily. And as he said, kind of nice that you maybe don't cut your fingers off at the same time. You don't want to cut your fingers off. All right, let me pull this up. 
I was going to say this until next week, but since it appears we have time, and since it appears that I am in love with people doing crazy stuff to themselves in regards to the Carolina Reaper Pepper. Hey, there's me live on YouTube. Wow. Not YouTube. Facebook. Oh. Well, what I do with it? No, I don't want to see me. Here we go. All right. Oh. So maddening. Go to my page. This is the best. Really, this is worth the wait. I don't know why Facebook is doing this to me at the moment, but that's all right. Come on. Catch up. You know, I'm streaming a lot of stuff, so. All right, here we go. Let me go back to that page. Just go back to the scene. Is that going to catch? Yeah, all right. It catches. So this is perfect. Oh, this is my bowl. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, see. All right. So this guy, we just heard uh, Catfish Cooley. You know, remember Catfish? He was great. Catfish Cooley. What's up? This is Catfish Cooley coming at you. I'm going to eat three Carolina Reaper peppers and chug a fifth fireball. Yeah, fireball. America. Ooh. It's hot. Uh, this guy smokes the world's hottest pepper out of his bong. Now, let me uh, preface this by saying I, whenever I see anything with super hot-ass peppers... I immediately tag Scott Roberts, the official barbecue sauce and rub reviewer of this show, but is all know also a well-known and well-respected fiery foods expert. Now, I will only read you what he wrote in regards to the guy that is about to smoke the world's hottest pepper. And Scott says the following. It's somewhere. Hold on. All right, Scott says this. Sorry, but the guy in this video is a known stalker, troublemaker, and is psychotic. He's made false accounts and lies about people, including me. Not me, but Scott. I want no part of this promotion of this video. All right. Get that big stuff out of here. Scott, I say this with peace and love. When I tag you with hot stuff, it's just because it's hot stuff. You know, I don't know this guy. Uh, I will say that Scott is saying that, and I say allegedly, because I have no idea if this guy is or not. I have no reason to doubt Scott. On top of that, again, I'm saying this with peace and love. But I know you're as excited to watch somebody smoke a Carolina Reaper pepper as I am. And who am I to deny the Centralites what they want? Yeah. Uh, so this is my bowl. Oh my God. I'm just going to rip a chunk off of this. Why? Oh. Shouldn't you be wearing gloves when you're handling this? I mean, he's just ripping it apart with his bare hands. By the way, uh, I've ne- you're going to find this hard to believe, but I've never done one puff of pot in my life. Never. Never. 
step out of here. What he's using is called a water bong. So, uh, you know, you'll see why here in a minute. Let's stuff it in there. Ooh, oh. it's nice and oily. Yeah. There you go. Pack that bowl. I'm just going to see what happens. I'm not going to yeah. say I'm going to be able to just bong rip this whole thing. Bong rip it. I don't know what's going to happen. Me neither. You only live once. Uh, that's the worst thing to say at this particular moment. Well, you only live once, so let me stick this Carolina Reaper pepper in my pot bowl and bong rip it. And this is the first time I've ever been scared to do something on you. Am I buffering? I should be buffering for nothing, by the way. By the way, that guy looks like mega creep anyway. I mean, look at the head. Come on. He's gearing up to do his bong rip. That's a pretty big uh, cylinder, isn't it? With a bang this year. Yeah, you did. You told us you were going out with a bang. You're going to do it. Here he goes. Fired up. Retirement's a bitch. Fired up. Man, I can't win. I am buffering like crazy. How can I be buffering? I should be buffering for nothing. I have huge down. If you are saying in public you only live once and you're about to bong rip a Reaper Pepper, you got problems, bro. There he goes. He's got the bubbles going at the bottom. You can see the smoke starting to come up. Oh, oh. He hasn't even started to bong rip it. That's just like the starter smoke. And he's already going off the wall. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at that face. What was that noise? Now he's chugging the water. Oh. Well. This segment's gonna end. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to replay it. I apologize. I still have no idea how I can be buffering. I should buffer for nothing. My down is impregn- My down is impregnable. I want to eat your children. Look, if you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself in recent years by winning all of the major championship barbecue competitions with their rub. Almost every major one. Let me say that. They've also banded together with fellow California-based rub companies Simply Marvelous to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. A lot of those guys are going to be down in Jack Daniels this coming weekend. They've created two unique competitions, King of the Smoker, which brings best of the best in barbecue head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition, the King of the Smoker unique, and that contestants may not use any electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit minders. 
Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other competition is the Guinea Pig, a cost-controlled event that helps bring down and bring in newcomers to competitive barbecue, features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, and helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue. On top of all that, Big Papa's has created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this with only six years of being in biz, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Just the beginning. The website is BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, we're back to wrap up this show. You can call in if you need to, weigh in on something. We got a couple minutes. 216-220-0966. You can also email Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks to uh, Robert Wheeler for joining me last segment. He did not show up. Uh, I don't want to point out the obvious here, but uh, showing my mathematical skills as I did when I was doing the calculations for mileage between Diane Me and Patrick Paquette, I think I had like 50% good. 50%! That's not good at all. Go ahead. You're on the air real quick. Hey, I was just wondering what rub you think best goes with chicken. What? 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 What rub? Like chicken rub. Like what is your preference on chicken rub? Uh, Well, I personally like a mixture of Big Papa Smokers and uh, Butcher Barbecue Honey Rub, also known as the North Coast Offense. <laughs> Booyah. How do you like that? That sounds good. Thank you. You can get it at ButcherBBQ.com and BigPapaSmokers.com. Okay, I'll look that up. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Good call. Good call. That's a way to end the show on a high note. God damn it. That's a way to do it. Thank you, caller. Who are you? I didn't do my name and where you're calling from. Oh. Oh. I don't care. 
Uh, 50% guest get rate. Not good for the show. That's not good. Very bad. All right. Let's wrap it up all the way back in the first hour. We talked with uh, Stephen Reichland. No, we didn't. We did talk with Steve Ray for the Lamar Johnson Barbecue Classic going on this weekend. Then we turned two guests in a row, and we got Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue team and Diane Mee from Lake House Barbecue. They will both be competing separately at this year's 28th Annual Jack Daniels Barbecue World Championship Cookoff. Congratulations to get there, and good luck. One of you two has to win. I mean... There's no two ways about it. I mean, you're, one of you two are going to be the 28th annual Jack Daniels world champion. I mean, get used to it. Who? I don't know. But I do know one of you are going to be. Just a quick heads up to Diane and Patrick. Uh, when either of you win or you tie and you're co-champs, can you co-champ? Uh, We're turning you for next Tuesday, by the way. Just so you know, you'll be back-to-back in successive weeks. Not to be redundant. Uh, Then to close out the show, we talked with Robert Wheeler from uh, Quick Trim. Nope. Didn't do that either. This thing. Quick Trim. Q-W-I-C-K Trim.com. Funny. Quick Trim. All right. uh, For a 50% guest rate, watching Catfish Cooley... Drop three Carolina Reapers in that fat gullet of his. And then down a fifth of Fireball because, hey, America. September 11, 2001, I will never forget. And until next Tuesday, where we hope to have a 75% guest success rate, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.